What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Obsession. I'm Mike Stanley. I'm Carl Bethy. Mikey, we got a question here. Yes, sir. So, as you guys talk about morning and evening stands in a lot of podcasts, how do you decide if a stand is morning or evening or an all day stand? James asked that question. Which part do you want me to start? Let's go with morning stands first. Morning stands, how do I decide what's a morning stand? So here's what I'm going to say. The, the biggest thing is, so your morning stand can't be in the food. Correct. Because that's where they're going to be. So that's one variable. Mm-hmm. Um, I like my morning stand to be in between food and bedding. Yep. Something that I can access, obviously, without going through the food. I have to be able to get around it. I have to have the wind not blowing back towards the food. Yep. You know, um, ours ours work out pretty good because our um, the stands that we hunt in the morning, the thermals raise everything up. Yeah, we have elevation. So we're pretty, our scent is not, not that I'm not saying the scent isn't crucial, but the scent isn't as crucial there because with the thermals going up, everything's going up. Yep. So you're pretty safe in the mornings. So I like to be in between food and bed, something mm-hmm. I can access, and primarily I got to get back out. Yes. I got to be able to get out without not going back through that bedding area um, where they're all going to be right back around me. Right, but you can get out through where the area where yeah. the food is. But I can go back out through the food. Yep. So which is that's how we set our stands. Hundred percent. That's the easiest way, easiest explanation. <clears throat> the other. Without using the boo, the food as a statement. The other thing for me, uh, more pre-rut and rut, is uh, morning stands where I know they're transitioning to check bedding areas. So, like Mike said, we have elevation change in our properties. So here at Mike's place... That's when we get our saddles. Right. Saddles. Uh any points that might come out to a point uh, deer like to transition on that edge on that point uh, usually on the downward edge based off of what direction the wind is coming from just so you're aware and again like mike said mornings because of the thermals is lifting your scent up also never ever ever let that scent drift into the bedding there you're going to feel as the day progresses on so let's just say we're going to this is an example pre-rut example it's all of a sudden it hits that 10 o'clock 9 30 10 o'clock point your thermal's no longer raising yeah, it's starting to drop back on start the to drop or goes more with the wind direction or whatever um, at that point you've got to get out of that stand yeah that's always kind of been our uh, stable too that 9 30 you got to get out Yep, especially if you, for some reason, this is, I would not hunt a transition, a pre-rut transition early. Um, this is be more like pre-rut stuff is what I'm saying, that 9, 30, 10 o'clock time getting out of there. Yeah. Uh, early season, I'll be honest, for me, 
I'm not a big morning hunter in the early season. Me either. Um, gotten away from it quite a bit. I just think you, you can educate your deer too much and ruin it for later in the year. Yeah, we used to. We got away from it now. Yeah. In the swamps, it was a little different. Yeah. I mean, we had a lot of good mornings sits. So yeah. Some really great opportunities in the mornings then. But we were back so far, most people would quit hunting by the time this deer were coming into the back there. Yeah. That one big 10-pointer you shot, yeah. that was, God, I, they didn't get to us till 9. Yeah, it took a while for them to get back to where they were going. But that food was way across the swamp. Yep, for sure. So that knowing your deer will help you do that too. Um, evening sits. Evening sits are basically transition from bed to food or even right on the edge of the food and in the food. We all, I mean, in general, whitetails feed five times a day. They are gonna, their, their big feeding times are obviously nighttime, where they're in their destination food plots or big plots or cornfields or alfalfa fields or whatever. And uh, they'll feed twice daily in their bedding areas, get up and roam around. Yeah, at least bit. twice. Yeah, maybe three times. Depending on the weather, obviously. Yeah, well that's the other part too. Yeah. Uh, if it's colder, know, they're going to eat more. Yeah, and and weather is a big one. Um, but in the evenings, um, like I said, we have transition from bed to food. So again, in the evening what happens is you get the downdrafts from the thermals. So on the hillsides, like my place, if I don't have like a six to eight, well, I don't even say six, eight to 10 or 12 mile an hour wind from a certain direction, all that scent, because the thermals are so strong, drops down the valley and turns and goes straight west. Yep. Even if I've got a west wind. So if we're hunting level one or level two on my property, you can count on at the very last half hour for sure that your scent is going from east to west. No matter where you are on those lower level, whether it be level one, level two, or even level three this year, because we changed it a little bit. Um, so, thermals, knowing your thermals are very important in the evening. Uh, knowing your wind direction, counting on everything dropping. I'm hunting, not getting too close to their bedding area, but I'm hunting closer to the food at that point. Yeah, yeah and the, the evenings too, you know, it's gonna be, whether it be your place, my place, wherever, um, you're gonna hunt that food. You know, you're not going through the bedding area to get there now. Mm -hmm. Like you can do get away with in the morning. I don't, when I say go through the bedding area, I mean you're going through the bedding area, but right. you know, close to going around it. Um, like here, you know, our bottom, bottom kill plot, which is some of our favorite to hunt, you're not getting in there in the morning. Mm -hmm. You can't do it. You can get in there in the evening, but now you got to watch what your wind is getting in there in the evening, by which way you're going to go. You know, are you going to go straight down and in through the trail, or are you going to go all the way up and around in the field to get in? It's going to very well depend, right? you know, where those deer are going to be. 100%. Because they're going to be bedded now. Yeah. So you gotta get the, you got to get around it somehow to get into the food, but you got to make sure you can get out. Right. You always got to make sure you get in and get out yeah. safe, as safe as possible. So that spot down there where Mike's talking right now, I mean, he could get there in five minutes if he mm -hmm. walked right straight through everything. Yep. But if he did, he'd never see deer. No. So now he's got to spend 35 to 40 minutes walking way around the outside of his property, all the way back around. 
just to make sure he doesn't get any scent blowing into that location to the bedding areas and educating his deer walking right by him. So that's a big one on that. As for all day sits. All day sit, Carl. We do not sit in the same stand all day ever. When they say, when, when we refer to an all-day sit, when you guys hear us refer to an all-day sit, we're in one stand in the morning, and then we'll transition to a midday stand, from like I said, that 9.30, 10 o'clock time, to probably 2 to 2.30, maybe, probably 2 to 2.30. At that point, we're getting out of that stand and transitioning to an evening stand. That's an all-day sit for us, three different stands. I've seen... And I'll be honest with you, I've seen zero stands that I would just sit in all day and consider myself safe and not educating deer. Yeah. I have seen zero. Yeah, we've, uh, we've talked about it in some of our other podcasts. I know we've talked about the all day sit yeah. before, so you know we like, we like certain ones in the morning. Yeah. Um, and even like late, um, 11 o'clock's the cutoff for that. Yeah. I don't think we ever sit past then, mm -hmm. um, even when we're getting into our rut hunting. And we're moving. We got a plan. Like, either we're moving locations, yeah. like properties, yeah. or we're coming out, reassessing, going back in at a certain time where we know we need to be in, you know, X stand at this time. Remember, you guys, we're, you're, your number one asset in the fall, well, during the pre rut and rut is not educating the deer you're trying to hunt. Okay, so your entrance and exit is your number one thing, 100%. Uh, we, that's why we've talked about early too, less is more. Less. We tend to stay out early. Yeah. You know, unless we know, you know, and I don't say for 100%, but we know that our chances are high to take yeah. something at a certain time and because of a front or pictures or, you know. And we're not saying we're not hunting. When we're still hunting, don't get me wrong, but we'll hunt. Yeah, edges. Edges, yeah, observation stands, positions. We're going to see deer, but we're educating ourselves for what we think is probably the best opportunity time to shoot the bigger deer we want, we want to shoot, yes. trying to chase them. So, I mean, you know, morning stands, food to bed, evening stands, bed to food. Bed to food, yeah. And pretty simple how that lays yeah, out. And just always know your entries and your exits. That's your biggest thing yep. for any stand on any property. doesn't matter where you are. <laughs> the one thing I'll add is the rut shoots everything to shit. Yeah. <laughs> it changes. Yeah. I mean, they'll follow gender patterns. And you've heard us say it before, too, on other podcasts. We're in the rut, we're hunting does. Yep. 100% hunting the does because that's where the bucks are going to be. Yep. And there's definitely different stages of the rut. You know, we talked a couple podcasts back. The rut starts in September. As soon as the velvet's off, the rut's starting because their hormones are changing. Their testosterone is changing. The bucks are getting more aggressive. The does are getting closer to estrus. Uh, you'll see dominance fighting between the does pretty much all summer. And then when the bucks start to come into play, then it's another add-on for that. Yeah, does, does, or does. Bucks push and spar around a lot, too. Yeah. Um, more the young ones right but it's because they're going through something they don't understand as much yet yeah they'll try and play with <laughs> yeah. don't get me wrong you get a good buck into the field yeah. or into the into the bedding or into the feeding area you'll get a good buck in there and then the little bucks will walk up to them and try and push on them and you'll you'll be able to tell nine times out of ten it's already established 
That big deer will just turn at him, look, and lay the ears back just a little bit. That bucks the little guy's like, oh, yeah, I'm good. I can go eat over here. Yeah, (laughs) I'm gonna move someplace else. (laughs) But, you know, just, you have to distinguish that too. You gotta have morning and evening set. You gotta have morning and evening set. There's stands that you cannot hunt in the evenings, there's stands you could not hunt in the mornings, guys. We have them both. Yep. Sometimes we've set stands where we think it's a great idea, right up the point to where when you it gets to get in it. Yeah. yeah. It's like this ain't gonna work. Yeah. Can't I, do this. I mean, I'll show you guys some pictures here of Mike. Basically, yeah. he walks to a position I told him to go to, got there, assessed it. I gave him multiple positions to choose from. Wind wasn't right. He turned around and walked right back out. And if he wouldn't have, he wouldn't shot the deer he shot. Yeah. So. I mean that's how it is. It's pretty pretty simple layout that way. Anything you want to add on that? I don't. All right. Thank. Well, thanks for listening, you guys. We appreciate the questions. You guys, get a chance subscribe and like the channel here. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast, go to rss.com uh, and punch in the obsession, and that'll bring you right to our podcast. I do believe you have to sign in now, though, right, Mike? Yes, I do sign in. There should be, I think there's a general search on there too, but if you punch in the obsession, once you get to the search, it'll bring up all the podcasts that are there. Currently, that's supposed to feed us through our Spotify. Apparently, the Spotify is not taking that. Maybe we'll have to search into that. I'll check on that for you guys. We'll get that up and running here this week so you guys can check it all out on Spotify. Thanks for listening to the obsession. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks, have a good one. Thank you.